Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Jason DeRussia is out. It's still drive time with DeRussia, Henry Lake, Charlie Weiss. And now, she's always here, 5 o'clock. Well, she, it's not just 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. Like, that's her her specific segment here on the show. And I love doing this with Laura Oaks in studio right now. First off, happy Friday, Laura. And to you. Thank you. All right, so I want to um, ask you, are you familiar with Scottsboro, Alabama? No. Not familiar? Nope. I wasn't either. But I might want to make a trip down to Scottsboro. And why? And the reason why is because, and I didn't know that this was a thing, um, we know that with the with air travel and U.S. airlines that there's a lot of lost luggage. Yes. It sounds like there's 2 million suitcases that are lost a year. So there's a place that all of that luggage that doesn't get claimed <laughs> where it goes. No, it, seriously, it goes to a facility – in Scottsboro, Alabama, and it's called, it's a store. It's called, oh my gosh. it's a store called Unclaimed Baggage. Every suitcase lost by an airline in the U.S. eventually ends up in this little city about 150 miles northwest of Atlanta in a 50,000 square foot building, and it's all for sale at a big discount. Wow, that is cool. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. Like, that's crazy. Yes. So there must be a certain amount of time you have to claim your lost bag, and then if you don't, it ends up in this place. Is that's, that right? That's what I would assume. Okay. That, that, that's what it sounds like. They didn't get into all the particulars of how long it takes for stuff to get there, but um, it says uh, it, it's, it says that this became a business in 1970. Wow. I've never heard of this before. Never, I'd never heard of it before either. And it's laid out like a department store. Okay. Clothes, shoes, shelves of books. In a picture, they've got high-end expensive watches, including like Rolexes. Wow. That's like, amazing. Isn't that crazy? But then I think, wouldn't you make more of an attempt to find your lost luggage if you had a Rolex in the bag? You know, like, what's the deal? How do people just let that go and not try to track it down? Yeah, but, 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 and I've never had luggage lost by an airline, luckily, knock on wood. Yeah. But if there's, because I had a friend that he had some expensive items, he traveled internationally, and the stuff got lost, right? Mm. You would think, though, that if something does get lost, sometimes you're just never going to find that bag. I suppose. For whatever odd reason, and then they have to reimburse you for, and then whatever you get is whatever you get. I suppose. And okay. so, so sometimes it gets whatever reason that it's lost. I don't know if you've ever had a, a baggage. I haven't. Bags no. of lost. But the bottom line is, isn't that kind of a cool story that, that eventually ends up somewhere? I, I'll say it like this. If I had um, a very expensive watch or uh, items that I wanted to get my hands on, I probably would go take a trip down there. 150 oh, sure. miles away from Atlanta? Why not? Yeah, sure. You know what weird thing pops into my little weird brain, though, when I think <laughs> about this? What? It's like, first I'm wondering... Are the bags being lost after somebody departed 
for their destination and their clothes and everything are still clean or are mm. they losing the bags after they've been on a trip and they have, you know, dirty undies, dirty socks. Probably and all a of variety of both. Yeah. So then if it's the dirty stuff, when it ends up going to this place, are they washing the stuff before they sell it? Good question. See, all of these things I would wonder. We, we own... We own, you know, clothes washers, right? Well, yeah, but would yeah, you, but I'm you not, not buy secondhand at all. I, I'm no. not buying secondhand <laughs> underwear. That's just <laughs> well, not yeah, happening. That's no not way. something. No. Do you way. buy any secondhand clothes? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. I do buy secondhand clothes. Yes. You have to wash them before you you buy them. You do. Or, you know, before you before start you wearing wear them. them. Yes. But. Uh, yeah, because those are not clean. Laura, no. l- l- the bottom line is Charlie's into buying secondhand stuff that, whether it's washed or not yeah. washed. So, oh, so yeah. just the other day, he was looking, mm-hmm. he was doing a Google search for, for like worn skims from Kim Kardashian. Uh-huh. So I, it, it, uh-huh. I get it, Charlie. I get it. I get yeah, it. We all have our thing. All right, but that's, 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 so you would go. You would make the trip. I would totally do that. Yes. Got you. All right. Thanks so much, Laura. All right, Charlie, let me ask you would you make the trip down there? I found this to be a super interesting story. And I'd never heard of this before. Had you? I had not. No, I didn't. It bugs me a little bit because I'm like, man, somebody's looking for their clothes for so long, and then it's just at this shop. And I'm, I, I wish airlines were better with not losing baggage. Having said that, have you ever have you ever lost a bag via of, uh, air travel? I have not. Me neither. No, I not from what I haven't. But I know a lot. I know a lot of people that have. But I have not personally. Have you ever had luggage damaged? And the reason why I mention this is because did you see the story about um, American Airlines mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago? Did, did you see the, the the video that went viral of the guy? Somebody they had a, um um they have a disability, and I I can't remember what the, oh, what yes. it was. Yeah. But they whatever the 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 handler did, they just took their equipment and just tossed it like with no regard for uh, you know taking care of it. And I think it ended up getting damaged, and it went viral. And people were like, "Well, this is how they treat your luggage." And the bottom line, a lot of people were upset. Yeah. And and it's funny because my father just earlier this year, he was frustrated with one of the the airlines because they ended up messing up his 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 suitcase. Yeah. And so he's like, "Look, you guys got to do something about this." I think that happens pretty frequently because I, it is it is, and I understand it's a big machine. It's you're having to throw these things around. Who knows where you know all of this is happening? But it. And I guess then the question is, do you care more about that or do you care more about getting somewhere on time, right? Because I think a part of it is if I'm thro- – I have to throw this to meet the, the, the takeoff time, you know, the departure time. Mm-hmm. We've got to get this on the plane by then. The only way for me to do that is to get going fast. So it's a little give and take. I, I feel for the I, workers there, too. I don't think they're purposefully wanting to destroy No, no, but hold on, hold on. Regardless of timing, though – you should always be respectful with somebody's luggage. I, I I don't think that there's any excuse to just totally just throw somebody's. I mean, you don't know what's in their luggage. Yeah. Like I I just I don't know when I when I saw that I was like yeah that's not cool. Well, uh, particularly when it's like you know I saw a wheelchair that got yeah, badly yeah. damaged. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. You're I think th- about. that's the same one. We're talking yeah, about the same story. Which, where you're thinking. I mean, out of all of the things, you can most of the time throw my suitcase around, and I'm not going to care too much as long as it's not destroyed, destroyed. But that's a wheelchair, man. Just, you know, treat that with a little kindness. Yes, I'm totally with you. All right, the, uh, the text line, 651-461-9226. Uh, somebody from the 612, I- I'm calling them their bluff. They're saying that this is what they texted. Henry, I was at that store this summer visiting friends in the area. It is a big store. I'd like for that person to call in. I want to I want to hear yeah. what that experience was like. I, Cause I, I texted him back. I said, no way, call in. But that's 
I mean, clearly people have been there because it's the thing. Um, this one from the text line. Um, airline lost an entire bag of my shoes. You had a whole <laughs> bag of shoes? Yes. He'll have no fury with the woman's lost shoes. You have a whole bag of shoes? What's you got a problem with that? That's a lot of shoes to me. I guess I don't know the you don't size know how of the many bag. Shoes she has. And I don't know the size of the bag. Yeah, and she might have had I'm a long trip. I'm assuming a normal sized like suitcase. Well, we don't know what size of the bag. It says entire bag. Yeah, yeah, but th- I mean, in but, my mind, it's a lot of shoes. But what? what I mean, so so is it no big deal if a person loses four or five pairs of shoes? Of course, it's a big deal. That's a big deal. Of course, but it is. If if you're traveling. All over the country on a trip for like a week or a couple of weeks or whatever, or if you're traveling internationally, I mean that, that's that's kind of a big deal. I mean, I don't think I've ever packed more than two shoes for a trip. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's about it. Uh, I think the most. I mean, a couple of pair of tennis shoes for me, some dress shoes. I typically will pack, depending on what it is. I typically will pack three pair. See, I would probably only do one pair of tennis shoes. I wouldn't need two. I'd just go with the one. Come on, man. That's fine. You're not as fashionable as I am. I'm not. No, I'm admittedly not as fashionable as you. I'm just joking. I love that shirt shirt you got. Thank you. That's pretty dope. I told you that that off here. This is a dress up shirt, though. So this is not a bit. Is is that a dress shirt? It's somewhat. It's It's a little bit nicer than what I normally wear. It's a button up. Yeah, a little bit nicer. It's a button up. All right, 651 461. 9226, Henry Lake in for Jason DeRussia, Charlie Weiss as well. I got a question for Charlie um, that I, I have to ask him on air and let him explain it because I'm sure there's been probably some awkward situations for him. Uh, I'll explain coming up next year. Henry Lake in for Jason DeRussia. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I have a question for Charlie Weiss, and I'm sure that people out there listening have ran into this situation before, just like he most likely has. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the scenario. Before we actually met, and I knew that your name was Charlie Weiss, in seeing the email, the, hey, we got a new employee here at Odyssey, uh, his name is Charlie Weiss, whatever. On email, it looks like the, the first thing, just the first reaction is is that there's somebody that's coming to work with us, and their name is Charlie Weiss. Okay, that's the first initial reaction. And would you say that's fair? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's All right, so, a lot so, of people. So, so people know that there is a former football coach by the name of Charlie Weiss. Okay, popular uh, coach, offensive coordinator with the Patriots when they started winning Super Bowls and championships – Eventually landed at Notre Dame. I think he ended up being uh, a coach somewhere else after the Kansas. It was Kansas, yeah. right? And so, so my my point in bringing all of this up is that I've seen scenarios where people having the same name or so close to somebody popular that they run into these weird interactions when they go check into hotels or they go travel or they go do this or they go do that, and then people are like, I give you a perfect example. 
um, Unreal, which is the local clothing company. Mm-hmm. They make athletic apparel. The owner's name is Michael Jordan. I met him. He's He's been on the show before. Think about having the name Michael Jordan. That's a tough one. Right? Like, seriously, like, you go and do anything, make any type of reservation, people are going to freak out. Yeah. Whether, whether, and it's not even about, like, they'll probably know. They'll be like, what? I don't think that this is the Michael Jordan, but if. Right? Yeah. You would think, like, first thought, you're like, this can't be. It can't right? be. But yeah. maybe. But, but, just, but, but, maybe. Just, but just saying that in itself, it can't be. It brings into that person's head. This could be the Michael Jordan, right? So have you ever had that situation? Luckily, Charlie Weiss was not quite as big of a deal as as Michael Jordan was. <laughs> um, you think? No. Overall, I have not had too many issues other than the Notre Dame years were in my when I was in middle school or so. So, uh, you know, having the same name essentially as a, an overweight Notre Dame football coach yeah. as a as a when, somewhat chubby kid. Yeah, when you're a kid, it doesn't. Not it doesn't. It's not. The, it's not the same. It was you an adult. It would have been like mm, okay. Well, I'm just saying. From like in middle school, wasn't great to have that guy's name. Not why not, people. Well, in my group of friends who loved loved football, the oh, the very they kind of made fun of you. Oh, a little bit here okay. and there. Okay. Which I you know how could you not? My name is Charlie Weiss. I mean that's tough to not compare and contrast a little bit when. You have the same name, but uh, back to hotels and things. I, you know, I, luckily I just don't think most people know who the heck Charlie Weiss is anymore. Um, I, he hasn't coached in what about ten years? I think um, was when. Yeah, it's been coaching. a while. So, it, luckily, and that's kind of you know when I've been able to book my own hotels. You know, before that I was with family and I was young enough that it wasn't a big deal. But that's a unique name, though. So, so like for instance, I mean, I mean that that is because of the last name, right? Yep. I think that, and look, there's a, there's probably more than just a couple of Michael Jordans in the world. Oh, for sure. Like so, so I think, but that name is so uh, uh, synonymous with you know Air Jordan that you would think that there are certain names out there where people be like, okay, this is this is something we need to look into. I don't know. Is there anybody out there in the listening audience with a with a with a famous name? Who clearly aren't the famous uh, person six five one four six one nine two two six. There, there's an actor, and I'm I'm not able to put my name. Uh, oh, Michael Douglas. So Michael Douglas is mm. uh, obviously Michael Douglas's yes. name, but I believe it's Michael Keaton. Maybe I'd have to I have to look this up. There's oh. another famous actor. Yeah, Michael Keaton who is also Michael Douglas. Like the, his real name is Michael Douglas, and they had to change it because there couldn't be two Michael Douglas. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that Michael Keaton. His name was previously Michael Douglas. Yes, his name his his given name is Michael Douglas. Michael, really? Yep. He had to change it because there was already Michael Douglas. I did not know that story. Yeah, true story. Yeah, true story. Just looked it up. Are you serious? Wow, I I did not know that. That's yeah. You can only have one person with the same famous name, I guess. I mean, that's in unique. Hollywood at least. That's unique. That, that that I mean, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world though. Like, right? Like, you're not going to have another. Whatever, Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift. I mean, yeah. those are all unique names anyway, but you get my point. Yeah. His kids are, are have the last name Douglas because that's his real name. They don't have the last name Keaton. I had not heard this story. Yeah. By the way, you just did a Google search, right? Yeah. How old is Michael Keaton now? 72. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He doesn't look it. No, they just uh, finished filming Beetlejuice 2. Hmm. So that's okay. coming out soon. All right. 
I'm going to be on the red carpet this weekend, by the way, too. Ooh, for for, for, for a movie pr- premiere. Do you not say what it is? Is it a secret? Yeah, it's a movie called uh, Mr. Hit Me Up. Have you been on red carpets before? You know, you know the protocol. I wouldn't know. I've what to been do. on. I've been on a red carpet once before, but this is different. So I was on a red carpet before uh, with uh, with uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, and Harrison Ford when they were in the movie Forty Two. I was covering the red carpet. Oh, I see. This time, um, I'm back on the red carpet as somebody in the movie. Ooh, I know, right? That's fun. That'll be cool. That's cool. That'll be cool. All right, so coming up next, we'll take the uh, the final look of this particular show at weather. And then, is the NFL making the right decision in firing one of its employees? you got to listen to this situation. We get to it next. Henry Lake in for Jason DeRussia. The National Football League. Yeah, they make a million decisions. Some are right. Many of them are wrong. I think that this next one is absolutely wrong. The NFL is suspending a cameraman for the rest of the season and possibly for good over his role in Tyreek Hill's viral touchdown celebration in week number six. So this is what happened. Uh, Miami Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill, he celebrated a touchdown that he scored against the Carolina Panthers. And what ended up happening was, after he scored the touchdown, he walked past the camera guy and took the phone that was out of his hand, or in his hand, and the cameraman's uh, name is Kevin Fitzgibbons. And what he did was, he recorded a selfie of himself doing a backflip, which he was penalized for. Okay? He explained that the NFL then let, and this is Kevin talking, this is the camp, this is the, uh, the cameraman talking. He said, the NFL then let me know that I was suspended for the remainder of the season and possibly for good. They said, regardless if I knew the celebration was coming or not, I still had to be disciplined and that I shouldn't have jumped on the sidelines after the play. Uh, he went on to say, one of the best moments of my life turned upside down in a matter of seconds. I get why the NFL had to make this decision, and I wish I could have done something to prevent it, but I'm thankful for the memory Tyreek gave me. Well, I actually disagree with Kevin. The NFL didn't have to do anything to Kevin Fitzgibbons. He says, I get why the NFL had to make this. You just were standing there. Tyreek Hill took the phone from you, and he did the back. First off, what do they say about the NFL, the no fun league? No fun league. Why Why would you fire somebody for that? Like, there's a lot of things that leagues should get upset about with player conduct or with employees doing this or that. This does not go into that category. I, 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 I'm defending Kevin. I think that this is a bad and poor choice by – and a bad look by the NFL – to fire somebody from a cameraman job because of this? Like, out of all the things, this is not it. 651-461-9226. He's also a 20-year-old college student. Isn't this the kind of guy that you really want to be, you know, promoting your brand, to be pushing this word? He had a previous relationship with Tyreek Hill, and I think that may have been part of why they, they came down on him. Regardless, I think be- Because Tyreek Hill and the guy are cool, so what? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think regardless, it's silly. Um 
I mean, you said it right off the front. It's the no fun league. There is this bureaucracy going on up in the front offices of the NFL that is unknowable. I mean, I really cannot understand any possible benefit in marketing, in in anything that firing this kid could uh, could benefit. I, I just, to me, why would you fire a young person for this? Like, this is not. It's not negative. Fun. It's, it's good. It's not negative. I, I give you I give an example. Okay. Credential media member for the Wolves as long as I've been in media, right? So I'm trying to think of what year this was. This might have been like 2008, 2009. I ended up courtside. Okay. I've sat courtside several times at Wolves games throughout the years, probably in total, maybe six times. I'm sitting underneath the basket, baseline closest to the Wolves bench, okay? So I'm right there, like right by the hoop. Front row, front row. I'm in kind of like the inside close to the stanchion. And on this particular night, my guest who I brought to the game with me was my father. I'm like, this is an opportunity for me to sit courtside with my dad. My dad's never sat courtside for any NBA basketball game, right? So it's me and my dad, we're sitting courtside, okay? And this is a night where I'm a spectator, I'm a fan with my dad. Not credentialed, okay? Not on the clock. I'm sitting there and watching the game. Who's in town? It's the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. And clearly, who am I a fan of? I'm a fan of the Timberwolves, right? Clearly. I'm a Minnesotan. I love my squad. Well, in this game, there's a moment where Dwayne Wade, fast break, he makes a play, and Anwan finishes it, right? They got the foul, and so he's he's about to celebrate. Who does he celebrate with? He celebrates with me as we're doing the whole dapping each other up type thing, right? few times it was even caught on like Sports Center. And so we're doing the dapping, dapping each other up type thing. And I covered in in the days of doing the whole college recruiting, high school stuff, whatever, back when Dwayne Wade was playing AU basketball, Illinois Warriors, and all of that. So so I had been around Dwayne Wade before he got to Marquette, before he got into the NBA, all of that stuff, right? Covered in NBA drafts, all of that. And so he sees me. We're doing the whole dap thing up, whatever. Imagine the Timberwolves, because a few of the Timberwolves people saw me, right? Like the, the media people, the media staff. Imagine them seeing me, and then all of a sudden, we're pulling your credential. You're not allowed to come in. Like, how dumb would that be, right? That, to me, it's similar to this. This is, this is unacceptable to me. This man's going to lose out on a job. And a paycheck because of a celebration, a touchdown celebration. Sports is not that serious. It's supposed to be fun. It's It has gotten so corrupted and co-opted by these massive organizations. And understandably in certain respects because there's so much money involved. But at the core of it, it's supposed to be fun. Sometimes just let people have fun. I think that this is the – I think that this is – a bad look for the NFL. Like, I don't think yeah. it's a good look. Let me ask you this. Do you think it was a bad look for me? Dapping no. up Dwayne Wade? No. 
You get the opportunity to dab up Dwayne Wade. Of course you're going to. What are you? Of course. Anybody in their right mind would. Oh, man. I just don't get it. Oh, we got a few more text messages on the uh, Season 1 Plumbing Talking text line uh, about one of our previous topics about the, the whole the luggage situation. Uh, this person, man, they seem lucky. It's had a bag damaged in Vegas. Shout out to Vegas. Love Vegas. Went to the airline office, and they replaced it on the spot. Really? That. What year was that? Easy working with airlines? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, whoa, are you are you kidding me? Uh, the other person I said that I wanted to call in, they said, oh, I'm too shy to call in, but here's proof. The whole thing about the Scottsboro, Alabama, they said they even have a mini museum inside um, about the most interesting lost items that they've had. You even you kind of looked it up, too. They've got, you said that you could Egyptian purchase. things. They've got some puppets for well, movies. Well, you said that you could buy stuff online. Yeah, you can. I would never want to do that. Like, I want to go. Like, buying online, how do you know what, what you're really getting, though? Well, some of it, it says, like, in package still, some hmm. of the stuff. I'm on there right now, just FYI. I got you. That's what I'm doing. A- anything you like? I'm looking at skis and ski equipment. I've got a trip plan. Are the prices reasonable? Uh, 50% off for in in the uh, case new skis. Oh, you're a skier like that? Uh, I have never owned skis in my life, so no. But I'm thinking about it. Do you ski regularly? Like like each winter? Yes. Yes. What's your favorite place to go ski? Uh, I've been to Vail more time, more often uh, than any other place. My dad's best friend lives there, so I love Vail, it. Vail, Beaver Creek Beautiful. is the bomb. Yeah. I, I want to go this winter. I absolutely want to go back. I've been to Vail, Beaver Creek twice in my life. Unbelievable. And this is what's so funny. I'm not a skier like that. I took ski school in Vail, Beaver Creek. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it is amazing to go there. Now it's pricey. Yeah, that's the issue. Oh, that is the issue. That's you can me. I mean, it's I'm I'm doing steamboat this year, and it's a little bit cheaper up in Steamboat Springs. Mm. But uh, how far away is that? Uh, it's about three and a half hours from Denver. It's up by like the Montana border. Okay. Uh, this from the uh, the or text Wyoming. line. Wyoming, not Montana. I was at that store several years ago, and was amazed at the amount of skis and golf clubs and large musical instruments. Oversized items that require special handling by the airlines. Yeah, that's what that's what got me. That's what that got me. <laughs> that, that, I saw that, it. I said, "Oh, skis! Oh, all right, I'll check it out." Now I'm jealous. You got peeps in in Vail. I yeah oh. yeah. I can stay on a couch anytime I want. Now you got to have me looking up spot man. Where to go in the Vail Village? Oh, uh, it's so beautiful. It's so it's, cool. It's and the just, bar hopping. Yeah, and just being in Vail Village. If you can afford it, it's it's a lot of fun. But it is. It is expensive, man. I, I will say this: this, this is the it's it's one of the one of the great things about Vail Village in Beaver Creek is that when you talk about different places throughout the country, everybody knows that New York City is unique. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing about the Lake, uh, the the Las Vegas Strip is unique. I believe that Vail is really unique. Yeah. When you go into and you enter the Vail Village. I think it's one of the coolest atmospheres ever. Yeah, they really go for kind of the European aesthetic. Yeah, they, they do. They try very hard to be kind of an Alps kind of thing, and I think they do a very good job of it. Yeah, yeah really yeah. good job. I'm with you. All right, 651-461-9226. We got one more segment of Drive Time with Russia. We'll do that next year on uh, The Good Neighbor. All right, final couple of minutes. Drive time with DeRussia. Jason DeRussia off today. 
I'm done here in the next 10 minutes. Steve Thompson will be in for me on the late show tonight. One of the things that just kind of came up in in the commercial break, um, because everyone knows, because I talk about this all the time, is that I am um, an uneasy airline flyer. Like, I, I I get nerves. I get a little bit jittery on takeoff and landing. When we're up there and we're settled, I'm fine. Every I think I we've I've talked enough about that. We're, the majority of people kind of know that about me. And when we're talking about Vail and Beaver Creek, most people fly into Denver and they will make the drive over. And so one of the things that I asked Charlie in the break is I was like, "Well, what is that like because I've been on the roads there. There's some twists and t- and turns and it's the mountains, and I don't know how comfortable I would be navigating that for two hours, okay? So that's just me. So anybody out there, what's the most uncomfortable, I guess, traveling experience that you've had? 651-461-9226. Because me personally, when I did go to Vail Beaver Creek, I didn't fly into Denver. We flew into Vail. And so my experience there was even unique in that, it's in the mountains, right? Well, anybody out there that's listening, that's flown in and out of Vail, know one thing. When you're flying out of Vail, which is a smaller airport, right? But they had, but these were big planes that were flying in there. I think we were on, at that time, the station sent us on, was it Sun Country? I think it might have been Sun Country. I can't remember. But when you're taking off, it's one of those deals where, once you get up in the air, they start banking it right away because you got to get up over a mountain. Yeah, and it's like that little ledge or, or mountain that you got to get over. They got it. They it's a sharp turn, and and, and you know me, I, I get a little bit squeamish. Yeah, yeah. I went to the doctor and got some pills for that. I am too, so. <laughs> Are you the same way oh, with yeah. flying? Oh, I think I'm worse. Okay. Yeah. What, what was yeah. the, what was the scariest uh, maybe maybe travel experience? <laughs> yeah. Is it traveling in the mountains? Yeah, it probably is. But it's it was being a in the front seat of my dad driving us uh, up up to visit his friend in Vail because uh, my dad would do just the classic dad thing of oh man, look at how beautiful and just look out the side. You know, oh, as he's no. driving, just oh, the whole day. Oh, it's so beautiful over here, isn't it? Look, look over here. The whole two hours, I'm like, it is a three hundred foot drop. Ten and two, Dad, to the right of us. Yeah, ten and, and two. I, I don't think I've ever been more nervous in a car on a plane than I was when when that was happening. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. I'd love to hear a story if anybody's got one or anybody on the text line, uh, because. And it doesn't have to be necessarily just air travel. It could just be, it could be you know if you're if you're if you're driving or if you're on a bus. I've never been on a train. You know what do they say? Planes, trains, and automobiles. That would be nerve wracking to me. Being in the front seat with Charlie's dad, and Charlie's dad is like pointing all. I'd be like ten and two, Mister Weiss, ten and two. I was. He wouldn't listen. I mean, I was a kid, so of course he's the he's the adult. He knows what's going on. Nah, man. Your, your dad's got to. Your dad's got to put both. He's got to be driving ten and two the entire way. That I just that'd be because because I've been in the the whole shuttle thing. Like when they're getting you back yep. to the resort and all. Because Beaver Creek, like the Vale Village, is one thing. But if you're if you're staying in Beaver Creek, which is newer, you have to get on a shuttle and go back to to, to Beaver Creek, which yeah. is right down the road. And 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 that's not necessarily scary. 
but I've been to other parts. Was it Avon? I know it's it another part. Avon, that tri- there's Eagle. There's yeah, man. Let's go, let's go to Dave. Dave wants to chime in on this. Dave, what what uh, what was a little bit nerve wracking for you? Well, the worst I have ever had. I'm telling you this. I'm 75 years old, and um, I, you know I started driving when I was 16, 17 years old, mm-hmm. and, and I I ended up being a, a, a truck driver. I, I drove everything: semis, dump trucks. Whatever. Yep. Yep. But one of my best buddies lived out in Denver, and it was in the fall, right after what is it, Labor Day. We were camping up in the mountains, you know, in Denver, and uh, or out, you know, out of Denver. Up, uh, I don't know what it was on Highway Nine. That's all I remember. It was way up there. Okay. On the elevations, and I come back to Denver and drop, uh, you know, him and you know his uh, wife off, and I was driving back to Minnesota f- from Denver, and I had extra time. So I thought, eh, I'm going to take a you know a little trip of my own. So I ended up driving north out of Denver up to Wyoming and went west out to, uh, what is that, ski resort area there. Not sure, but, but go ahead. Anyway, so I, I, I stayed overnight there. Got up the next morning, and it was kind of drizzling, you know, and this and that. And I was mm-hmm. down, you know, in the lower elevations. Yep. And I thought, well, I'm going to, you know, drive up. My, and I had an old van, a, a Dodge, from, I don't know. It wasn't a minivan. It was, this was before me. I got you. Yep, yep. Anyway, but I had a manual transmission, you know, three, three speed on the, you know, on the column. Uh-oh. It, no, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was a good, you know, good driver. Yeah, but, so but, anyway, but this is telling me that even even with, with the conditions, you probably it was a little bit tricky, though. Oh, it was more than that. <laughs> I got up into Montana. I went through Red Lodge, Montana, and went past. Uh, it was Bear Tooth Pass, and I think the elevation there was God, I don't know, ten thousand feet, or maybe even more, know, right around there or something. So anyway, so then I had to come down. Uh, out of the mountains, and it was it had been snowing, and there was probably a good you know like eight inches of snow, and it was still snowing. Yeah. So so and, so so, so, so uh, real, real I'm quickly going through these cur- I'm going through these curves mm-hmm. and you know uphill and then downhill and shifting, you know. Yeah. And it was tricky. Of, you know, high gear into, you know, I ended up going all the way down in, you know, to low gear. You know, it was a three, three speed yeah. manual. Yeah. I, I bet and, that was, um, I bet that was pretty tricky. And, th- and thanks for the phone call from Dave, because we're up against the clock and we got to get one more phone call in. But that, that sounds tricky. He said 10,000. I'm like, geez, Louise. Let's uh, hear from Tom Hauser. Tom Hauser, KCP. Hey, what's going on, Tom? Hey, Henry. I know you're up against the clock. I'll tell you real quick. Okay. My wife and I were driving back from spring break with four kids in the car. We're coming from the Grand Canyon trying to make it to Denver. My uncle had insisted the route we were taking would not be very mountainous. He could not have been more wrong. In the middle of the night, all of a sudden, we're still climbing the mountains. We're up somewhere called Wolf Creek Pass. Wait, wait, what what, what time of night? What time of night? Oh, this was getting to be 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Okay. We were thinking we were going to get to Denver, you know, by like midnight or something. Well, it was so high. We were on these two-lane highways. We couldn't see anything. Four kids sleeping in the back, all young kids. 
And at one point, my wife is driving, and I'm looking over at her, and we're talking about what we should do. And I see like a moose or an elk or something on the side of the road while we're cruising up the mountain. And I said, the next town we come to up here in the middle of nowhere, we are stopping. And we did. And I always forget the name of the town. Starts with a D, I think. I can't remember. We pulled in, checking into the hotel. This trucker looks at us and sees us with these four little kids. And he goes, you weren't just driving out there. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we were doing. He goes, even I'm not dumb enough to do that. And it was it was very scary. Uh, yeah. You know, middle of the night, and we didn't know what we were getting into. Uh, we made it to Denver the next day very safely. And then in the daylight, we could see just how high up we were. And I share your concern about driving at those elevations. Yeah. Hey, hey thanks for the phone call, Tom. Tom Howard from KSTV checking in here. That, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about that. Let, let me see if I can still fly in and out of Vail. I'll pay a little bit extra for that flight. Uh, I'll even deal with the uh, with the little bit of the being scary on the takeoff because I don't want to deal with those mountains. I'm gonna let Charlie Weiss deal with the mountains. Maybe I'll just let you drive. Uh, yeah, sure. That's that would be honestly. I'm probably good because I'm so scared anyway. My eyes are on the road. I'm not looking to the side. I am <laughs> focused. Ten and two. Yeah, Charlie. I am focused. Ten and two. And coming up next from six until nine, Stevie T sits in for me on the Lake Show. That coming up next year. On The Good Neighbor, News Talk 830-WCCO. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.